hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. <laughs> if you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. Sit back, relax, grab yourself a few burgers, and enjoy the show. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as chondrocalcinosis and New Year's resolutions, so I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hi, Dr. London. Hey there. How's your week been going? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's been going all right. I mean, it's, you know, I'm trying to keep... Why the, uh, why the slow reaction of that? You have to really kind of think about it. Well, yeah, so, I mean, I'm just, you know, we're all trying to keep up our New Year's resolutions, and it's, I guess, you know, trying to stay inside a lot really hasn't helped with that. Yeah. Well, and what is your resolution? Yeah. So mine was to to travel more. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And so that yours, was a. You've been updating yours daily, right? My resolution. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of a rotating resolution. Yeah. So I don't really know what it's gonna be one day to the next. It's sort of an ever evolving thing. Yeah. And so today. And I know- so like earlier in the week, it was eat four hamburgers. I had never done that, and I didn't know if I could. And didn't want to, right? No, didn't want. That was the last thing I wanted to eat because I just had four hamburgers the day before. Okay, so you said that you you hadn't done that before. Yeah, you meant until the day before that. Yeah, and that day I definitely didn't want to do it because the day before I had eaten five hamburgers. Wow, was your resolution? Has your resolution every day been to eat a certain amount of hamburgers? Yeah, less and less hamburgers. So it started out, you know, at 11. And so now, or now finally, we're, we're, I'm down to just one hamburger a day. Okay, that's today. Yeah. So, I, well, I have to imagine, because, you know, you know, with the expansion of your stomach, with eating so much, are you feeling more hungry now that you're... You're decreasing your caloric intake? Oh, gosh. Uh, I wouldn't say... I'm definitely hungry in terms of my passion. Like, if you mean like that. Like, I'm hungry well, for more no. hamburgers. So, my so passion just for from eating context hamburgers. clues. I feel like context clues, it would have been pretty obvious that I meant, like, actual physical hunger. But anyway. I don't think like that. I think in a more existential kind of way you say are you hungry i don't think oh does my does my stomach hurt do i have little hunger pains no i think like what am i striving after what do i need and that's you i need a hamburger right okay well also with us is digital in the house has your resolution every day been to eat a certain amount of hamburgers yeah digital in the house what do I need? I need a hamburger. What am I striving after? What do I need? I need a hamburger. What am I striving after? What do I need? I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger. I need a ham. I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger. I need a ham. I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger. I need a ham. What am I striving after? What do I need? What am I striving after? What do I need? I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger. What am I striving after? What do I need? I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger. I need a ham I need a ham I need a hamburger. I need a hamburger.
And later, Cameron tells us that we can expect a, a special guest. That's right, Dr. London. Wow, yeah, great. So look forward to that. I think they, they have a book to promote. It You know, it should be exciting all about sort of improving ourselves in this new year. Yeah, for all our readers in our audience, you know, I don't want to, I know everyone has different sort of beliefs on this, and I don't want to, I definitely don't want to use this podcast to ever push an agenda or push my beliefs on anyone. And so for the people out there who are maybe anti-reading or not readers or maybe, you know, don't find that appropriate, we're not saying you have to read every book that we talk about. I, I just want to, I just want to put that out there. Yeah, you no one's obligated to read a given book that we advertise. A lot of the comments that we've been getting about recent episodes have been saying that it sounds like we look down on people who don't read. Aww. Well, I, you know, that's kind of surprising because, like, for one thing, this is an audio-based medium, so usually... Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. I think it would, it's just... They, a lot of people said it was just the general vibe. They couldn't point to anything that was said... Or any specific episode. They were like, ah, just this doesn't seem like the podcast for me. It seems like this is a podcast for the kind of people who read. Well, okay, so that so I, I never got around to figuring that out. So maybe just that we're an academic. This is me. That was me. You said that. Yeah. Okay. So if all the comments, even if there are a lot of them, if all the comments are from you then I don't know that that's necessarily reflective of our broader listenership of, you know, all of our eight listeners. Yeah. Do you, anyway, anyway. I, um, I mean, it does, though. Well, before we move on, and we, we should, uh, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. So I found this note written on a prescription pill bottle on the ground next to the dumpster at the hospital. Uh, the note reads, quote, this is a hoax that has been going around the internet for years. He is alive and living in Brazil. End quote. So, um, so first of all, thank you so much for reaching out to us here at the Jock Talk Podcast. Um, so, I guess, Cameron, I should check with you on this one. They're talking about a hoax, about someone being alive and in Brazil. Yeah. Did you fake your own death again? So here, I think, I think that is a very loaded question because you're adding a lot of context. You're implying that it's a verb that I did. I faked my death. Do people think that I am dead? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And was it a series of actions that I started, and the domino effect of that led to? people coming to that conclusion sure but you're saying that that's like it's not necessarily intentional on your part it's not my fault yeah it's not my fault you know whose fault it is it's these zoomers i you know these zoomers you know these gen z i i'm i know that they yeah that they have their own part of the current yeah what's what's their deal you know what I mean? I guess these kids, these kids, they weren't even born before the iPhone was invented, and they're out here saying that I'm not allowed to have a TikTok. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, you know, and that that's great input from you, Cameron. Uh, so, just anyone to to answer this listener's question. Um, so, Cameron is alive. That was correct, but he is actually living in the United States. That'd be he's he's not in Brazil. Cameron is here. So. But if maybe some Gen Zers on TikTok are sort of inspired by the death of an artist, right? Like Kurt Cobain or someone like that. And they want to make a bunch of TikToks about them. Then they should go ahead and do that. And if they don't, if these Brazilian teenagers don't do that, then they need to shut up and stop making fun of me. Okay. And this this sounds really like you have your own... Brazilian teenage feud going on over TikTok that I I feel like there's just there's a big gap between that and the rest of us. So I'm going to if you don't mind I'll move on from there. I mean it's just 
I feel like it's pretty clear. I started a TikTok. I started immediately being hounded by Brazilian teens uh-huh. who hate me. Right. And they were making memes about how stupid I am and how my dances. I had come up with kind of a cool dance, and it was called called it was called the Cam Sham. Uh-huh. And it was sort of a like a shimmy and shake cam sham. And unfortunately, in the video that I recorded, I did slip and fall. And then I was kind of pretending like that was part of the move. Um, and then as I was getting up and trying to post the video, because I couldn't figure out how to stop the video, mm-hmm. I was kind of slipping and falling the whole time. And I was pretending that was the that was the move. And so... So they, they made fun of you for that. Yeah, but these, you know, nothing. You, these kids love artists that like die in their prime. Is, is that like Kurt Cobain? Yeah, no, I, Mr. Yeah. Rogers, like these people who kind of at their top and kind of peak influence, they they pass on, and it gives them. It, it kind of brings some clout. So you're. You want to fake your death in your prime, which you believe is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... Okay. Uh, and then those teens will have to stop with the memes. All right, well, so to this listener, thank you for listening. Now for today's medical topic, pulmonary hypertension. Pulmonary hypertension is defined as a mean pulmonary arterial pressure greater than 25 millimeters of mercury at rest, but simply put... It means that the arteries in your lungs have high blood pressure, and that uh, that high blood pressure prevents them from functioning properly. Nope. Lungs don't have arteries. Arteries are in your neck and your foot and in a man's hoo-ha. So, They're not in your lungs. Lungs are have air in them, not arteries. Okay, so, so trick question, but I caught you. We're pretty far into, you know, these lessons about the lungs. I'm surprised that this is the first time there's been a problem. So, uh, just just to give a quick rundown of what the lungs are like, they mm-hmm. are these. But so- what are you hiding? I guess this is my question: is we know lungs are full of air and full of oxygen. That's that they that is the basis for life. And yet you're trying to convince our audience and the American public that uh, it's full of all these, it's full of arteries and it's full of all these other things that are found typically an artery, you know, on a person's neck in their leg on a man's unmentionables. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to say these are in your lungs. I just want to know what the end game is because that doesn't even make sense to me. Why do you even want to confuse people? on this subject, but I, I don't really understand most of the kind of stuff that you guys do in sort of to push your agenda. I'm yeah. heated. I'm heated. Yeah. I'm mad at you. Okay. Um, so it's, it's for, for gas exchange. So the oxygen going into the lungs has to get into the body, like be dispersed throughout the body by some method. And so blood vessels in the lungs, there's gas exchange that happens along alveoli in the lungs. I, anyway, so so the um, maybe just go with me for a second on the idea, and maybe there will be a payoff. Okay, so I'm just gonna pretend. I'm gonna pretend for a second that when I go, <gasps> that my lungs aren't full of you know oxygen H2O, but instead that they're full of you know blood vessels and arteries and all these things that it's definitely not full of. Sure, that's fine. That's easy for me to okay, do. Okay, so. So pulmonary hypertension can be caused by a number of factors. One cause can be passive due to uh, resistance in the pulmonary venous system. So that's uh, that's when the oxygenated blood that's returning from the lungs to the heart becomes backed up to think, uh, because of things like left heart failure or mitral valve stenosis between those left heart chambers. It can also be caused by obstruction from things like a pulmonary embolism or lung artery stenosis. And that's you know when the arteries in the lung are clogged up or by uh, pulmonary vasculature obliteration due to collagen vascular diseases. Uh, it can also be due to pulmonary vasoconstriction, which is when the arteries of the lungs just constrict on their own in response to things like uh, chronic hypoxemia, COPD, or obstructive sleep apnea. 
So clinically. But that's just the left heart, right? Not the right heart. Uh, for for part of that, it was on the yeah the left heart is where it can get backed up all the way in the lungs. You know, I heard people who are left-hearted are more artistic and more creative. They say that the people who are more right-hearted are more analytical and sort of mathematical and focused. Yeah, so I've heard that about the brain more than about the heart. Um, I'm not... You know, I'm not sure if there's a tie-in. You heard that about the brain. You heard that people who are left-brained are more likely to be artistic than people who are right-brained. Uh, there, there was some association between the brain, because so, the heart is a muscle. It's not, you know, it's not where the thinking happens. Okay, but you don't have two brains. Obviously, you do have the left heart and the right heart. So, so clinically, patients can present with uh, dyspnea. This is, I am. I am so close to figuring out what scam you're trying to pull off. This is insane. Let me think about this for a second. Uh, di- and this means, of course, difficulty breathing uh, on exertion. Uh, they can have fatigue, exert- exertional chest pain, even exertional syncope, which is passing out. On exam, patients with pulmonary hypertension may have loud pulmonic component of a second heart sound, that's P2, and a subtle lift of the sternum which is a sign of right ventricular heart chamber dilatation. These may be the only findings, but the patient may have a devastating disease, and these findings may be, you know, what shows it. Uh, when right ventricular failure occurs, the corresponding signs and symptoms of that will appear, including, you know, the neck veins getting big, blood getting backed up in the liver, swelling of the abdomen, known as ascites, and that's from the Greek term for bag-like. Uh, diagnosis of pulmonary hypertension is done through a few methods. Uh, chest x-ray may reveal enlarged pulmonary arteries. EKG can suggest right ventricular hypertrophy uh, via right axis uh, deviation and right atrial abnormality. These occur because the right ventricle is pumping against the resistance of the high pressure lung system. So this can go back up to the right atrium as well, causing that to show expansion. Um, echocardiography can reveal these even more uh, as a you know a dilated pulmonary artery and I'm- okay I figured out the scam so you are trying to convince people that other things are allowed in your lungs except for air even after you've been talking about smoking's bad and breathing water in is bad and all of these different things that you've trying to sell the audience over the last years but that's not true. I- Right? So, so the big thing that you solved was just that you think some things I've said aren't true. So you're trying to convince people that that breathing stuff in and having stuff that's in your lungs other than air is okay. So that you can convince people that they can use spray paints and other kind of paints that are usually quite toxic. And people, you know, might want to only spray paint for like an hour, not beyond that. So they're not getting, you know, high off of it. And that's getting in their lungs and all these things, right? But you don't want people to stop spray painting because you've invested in art, art supplies, right? I, so, and, and, and because you've invested in art supplies, you don't want people to know that left-hearted people are more artistic than right-hearted people who are more analytical because then people who are right-hearted would be like, oh, I guess I don't need to buy art supplies because I'm not artistic. And you don't want people to know that with the because of your investment in art supplies. How close am I? I, I feel like any answer I give will be taken the wrong way. Uh... Yeah, because you're trapped. I believe this is called a checkmate, good sir. I, well, I, I can tell that you believe it. Yeah. But, uh, My conviction has never been stronger. Okay, so just to kind of finish up, so diagnosing this. Uh, so echocardiogram, as I was saying, can reveal an abnormal movement of the interventricular septum because of this incre- increased right ventricular volume. Right heart catheterization reveals the increased pulmonary artery pressure. Additional tests like pulmonary function tests, arterial blood gas, and serology can help you uh, can help give enough information to recognize heart disease or lung disease as the cause of pulmonary hypertension. If the cause is not revealed by either heart or lung, 
you know, you've ruled out all of those, then you can obtain a VQ scan to assess for blocked arteries. And of course, there is the idiopathic cause called pulmonary artery hypertension, which that's, that's a diagnosis of exclusion. So the treatment, you just, you treat the underlying cause, whether it's the heart, the lung, um, you can use vasoactive agents potentially on uh, the idiopathic cause, pulmonary arterial hypertension. Um, many. Oh, and why not? You know, what you know would be great treatment is uh, art therapy, right, Doctor London? Wouldn't just lower lower stress just to, just to start painting some pictures? Doesn't that sound good to you? I mean, lowering stress sounds that does sound good. I. Hmm. But I. You know, whether through art or through other means, you know, whatever kind of relaxes you. Uh, but we're so many patients will require home oxygen, diuretics, and occasionally inotropes like digoxin. And in qualified patients, a lung transplant may be the treatment of choice. What's your connection to Rose Art? I so, and this may surprise you, but what we're doing right now is probably the most. I have a connection to, you know, art things, investment-wise. So, you think that rose art are superior crayons to Crayola? Okay. That's what this is all about. Well, there is the... So, no, no, and look, I don't want to... We could get either one as a sponsor, so I don't want to take a side on... But, I mean, I've... I've, You don't want to take a side? (laughs) On Crayola versus Rose Art. Yeah. You don't want to take a side. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that. Uh, you know, why, why don't we go and move on from there? <laughs> You're a coward. You're weak. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on. All right. Uh, Cameron, you said that we have a guest today. Is that right? That's right, Dr. Lennon. We have. I mean, I've got to say this. One of the tallest guests that we've ever had. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm noticing some height here. I, I, that's not normally like a point to brag on, especially since, you know, this this particular guest is coming here to promote a book, if I'm not mistaken. But, I, mean, I mean, I mean, sir, before we even reveal who you are, can you tell us your height? Uh, yes, I am... Uh... Six foot one. Whoa! Which I've read about these types. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Okay, so um, do you? I, I know this is kind of skipping ahead or whatever, but like, do you have to have clothes made to 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 fit you, or is that like, are there stores for people like you? Uh, you know, it's a challenge. It really is a a challenge. But I find that when you are you know, trying to be the best you can be, you you end up surrounding yourself with people who want to help you be that person, and and you get it done. You get it done. You're saying you get you get your clothes from the people you you're surrounded with. Is that is that right? If that's what it takes, if that's what it takes, you know, once you've once you are a lot of your friends seam seamstresses and things like that. Uh, no, no, but we, you know, it's all about encouraging people. To do what needs to be done, so we all we all figured out. If I need two or three of my friends to staple their pants together, then you know that's what we do, and it's yes, it's a, it's inspiring to watch people to watch people come together. Wow, and that kind of just group activity and coming together is really beautiful to see. Doctor London, do you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, well, uh, so this is. Uh, Scott Scott Pinchuk, is that right? Is that how you say it? Yes, yes. My name is Scott Pinchuk. All right, and uh, so if I'm not mistaken, you're here today to promote your new book. Very exciting. Uh, yes, but before we do, I would just want to acknowledge the the life giving energy that I feel from from your from your podcast and from just the vibe that's in the studio here. You know, this is a podcast that is to promote medicine and science and to bring people into better health. And I just want to take a moment and sit in sit in that energy and affirm what we're feeling here right now and just be thankful be thankful for the place we're at and the thing you're doing okay hold on hold on we got it we got it we, let's let's sit in let's sit in 
Okay. We're sitting. We're sitting. We're sitting, and we're, are you feeling it? But are you feeling the? Like, yes. Yes. Okay. I I feel properly thankful. Okay. Because it. I've never not talked for that long. You know, when you just when you take some time to just sit in the moment, you will find a new appreciation, a new appreciation for the world around you. This is. You know, the a perspective I have being, you know, a full two inches taller than the average person. And you know, I'm able to see things that maybe not uh, everyone has seen. But I, I like to think that I help people see these who are less fortunate. And I, I want to wow. thank you for for uh, complimenting us on, on the vibe here. I work a lot on sort of cultivating a certain vibe. And that's one thing that, you know, a certain, you know, there's a certain generation that's younger than me that is obsessed with vibes and keeping a good vibe. And so I thought, you know, instilling a positive vibe in this kind of place would be cool to maybe some of these teens on TikTok so they'd get off my back about tripping and falling when I'm doing these dances. But you know what I mean? And so I've I've really kind of focused on, on creating sort of a certain vibe because and that, that's sort of kind of been my whole attitude this year that was actually my first resolution of this year can i ask you because usually when a vibe of this of this magnitude of vibe of this this directness is cultivated this through someone who is already practicing some very powerful affirmations do you have do you have a affirmations or a meditative practice that you do to cultivate these vibes because this is very advanced uh i don't really know what they're called i don't know if they're called affirmations but i i take two a day and they like you can't drive afterwards for like three hours that's the only way i can sort of describe it uh but yeah i do that and and i'm sorry excellent excellent i don't want to interrupt at this point but i do feel like we should you know fully introduce who you are like not just by name what you know yes you're giving these tips. So, so. My, as a, yeah, as I said, my name, uh, my name is Scott Pinchuk. I am a motivational speaker and a life coach, uh, book author, and podcaster. You may have uh, listened to my podcast, The Pinchuk Way, or The P Way, as our fans have taken to call it. Um, you may have had me speak at your business, or you may have seen many of my uh, inspirational quotes being shared on Instagram and other uh, other media. Um. I have spent many years in the world of business, but really in the world of life and understanding. And while, yes, I've made an enormous fortune, I like to think that just the 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 amount that I have drank deeply from the experiences of life is what I really bring to the table. And I like to help people find the way to marry the fullness of experience with large amounts of profit and gain for themselves well so i mean it really sounds like it's not about it's not like about the money for you and you know what i mean and i think that's something that maybe differs from what you do with just try to motivate people and try to speak to people um whereas like compared to what dr london does which is you know you know accrue a lot of cash through you know healing people only let's say 50 percent of the way so they have to come back and they're repeat customers and, and these little scams that he does as sort of a snake oil salesman. Well, even what you may call a scam can be something that adds to the volume of your oh. life, depending on how you how you see it and how you are speaking it into the world. So just because it is a ruse to make money does not necessarily mean that it's diminishing your life. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely not diminishing Dr. London's life that he's pulling this scam on people to acquire a lot of money. I would say it's diminishing the people's, his patients' lives that he's sort of funneling money to the 1%, you know? Right, but if those people's lives are being diminished, it's really because they are not trying to be the most alive they can be. Oh. Oh, It sounds like you've... Thought, do you address this in your book? Um, not this specifically, but I have uh, I have coached many people who have uh, 
been dealing with the guilt of harming others or doing what they call what that what some have told them are scams or crimes or you know right. illegal or selfish or harmful and i try to help them overcome Ooh, just I, negative oh, yes, words yes so they negative, are so they negative. are what i call not most words and this actually leads me not yes, so the uh uh, one of the one of the reasons I'm here is I have written a book called Most, and it is a collection of 2021 affirmations to have your most year ever. Because wow, everything that causes problems in our lives, every time that we feel like we are being hurt, every time we feel that we are we should be ashamed or that we should change, it is really because we are trying to take something about ourselves and make it less. And I think we need to take everything about who we are and what we're doing and make it the most. Because when you are the most you, when you are having the most experiences, that is how you have your most life. It builds on the lessons wow. that I learned while writing my book, uh, More, 2020 Affirmations to Have a More Year Than Last Year. And I think I'm really, uh, I think I'm really getting to the core of what's important. And so, I mean, you can sort of see how th- how it seems like it even almost comes down to mindset. Would you would you say, Scott? Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, would you would you say like, let's say I'm just going to be completely honest. I don't think I've been having um, most right. Well, if I can be honest, as I was listening to the uh, to the introduction, as you two were discussing, it sounded like you had been setting uh, goals for yourself to actually uh, do less. You talked about your hamburger goals and how you were trying to make less. And you see, that is part of our cultural tendency to take something about you that is a lot and to make you feel like the volume of it is the problem. When it is, but not in the way that people think. That that is... And that is a huge problem in our society is underconsumption. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I'm, and I hate to like, I hate to disagree here on that point, but you know, there's an obesity epidemic going on in, in this country. So I, I, I hear, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And I know that that is a way to look at the problems that we're having. But if I could go through a few of my, example affirmations i think i I think you'll see a different angle that can be taken on on many things especially i'd be curious on your opinion as a medical professional i think i think you'll see uh you'll see my side on some of these yeah i want to hear this because dr london i mean even right here he just uses a lot of negative language like he's talking about epidemic and all of these different just these just nasty words. These words that I don't want to hear. You know, well, you see, I do. They're just bumming me out. There is something to affirm in some of these words, though, because an epidemic is extreme. It means it's everywhere. It means it's spread. It is a it is a very most word, and so I don't want to disparage it yeah. too much. But so let's take a look at some of these. For example, so at the beginning, this is the first one I start off. This is the most important affirmation, but. You should look in the mirror and you should tell yourself, this year will be the most of any year I've ever had. I will not allow, not most, to take control of my life. And the way that I uh, get get through this is that whenever I feel myself succumbing to the pull of not most, I try to push it back by throwing, like, by, by revealing that what's happening is a not most idea. And I do that by gritting my teeth and saying to those thoughts, not most, not most, not most. And usually that pushes the thought away. So uh, I, wow. if you don't mind, I will be, I will be practicing that uh, uh, going forward. But Yeah, I, I wanted to ask real quick, like how often, like how many times a day are you doing that little mantra to yourself to uh well that one to grit your teeth and push forward well um it depends on it depends on the day um typically uh what about today so today i've done it about 18 times 
Okay. And this was it was a little it was a little high today. Not uh, not as much as it used to be. When I first started this, it, I was uh, I was doing that mantra probably most of the day. But now I have I've trained myself. I've trained myself to embrace mostness, and so it is it is rare that I have to. Um, okay. But Scott, I don't want to point something out here, but you you said you're actually doing it not less most, now than you used not to. Most, not most. Sounds like okay. you should be doing that more frequently, right? Yes. So, and I I hate to interrupt here, but once again, I feel like you know we're getting caught up in a few of these things where. I just, I guess, I just have questions about the book. Um, so, because you sent each of us a copy, yes. And so I'm reading this, uh-huh. and you know, it's 2,021 affirmations. So yes. you have each one listed. Yes. Two thousand. Yes. Of the, over two thousand of them. I can't help but feel, and this may just sound super critical on my part. It, it's, it feels like you got lazy at a certain point. Ah, uh, um, I'm sorry. I don't understand. Because, like for a long for I want to say the first several hundred you included the word most somewhere in it but like if you get to the you know closer to like 1903 here it says uh, maybe try a yoga pose and I like so that doesn't I, see, I just I feel like again you're not acknowledging the the flow of this of this text because really once you have opened your life to mostness you can see the mostness in even the most mundane things so maybe try a yoga pose it's contrasting with a lot of the a lot of the exact language that is used in a lot of other books that give advice there are books that will say do this there are books that say do not do this. And these right. are, in their own way, reducing uncertainty. They're reducing uh, they're reducing non-committance. And so, in a way, some they're of these... They're not living their most life. Right. And so, we have to embrace mostness in different things. So, this one is an exercise in the mostness of non-commitment. It is, wow. let's be as non-committed as possible we will maybe try a yoga pose we will drink a glass ish of water we will think about calling our mom these it's a separate category of moses and Mm -hmm. and i know how it looks because they do get shorter at the end of the book and some of them did some people some critics who were bringing a lot of not most energy to this work felt the need to point out that visible timestamps make it clear that I copied text messages that I sent to my friends. But they're not embracing well, and all of it the does, different It ways. does look like the, maybe the last seven or eight is just you hitting the keyboard. This, you see, if you look at it, tell me what you feel. What is most there that is, would, so, would be reduced me, in a more deliberate sentence containing words? punctuation what, spacing oh. on those ones what i was kind of hearing in my head was like a and yeah let's that one let's can we can we sit with that for a second say that say that phrase again say it for right it's it's almost like it's almost like that you've gotten the most out of language to the point where you're sort of post language. Yes, yes, it's an excellent wow. way of looking at it. The, and see, all of this comes down to mindsets. I mean, the, even what Doctor London was talking about with the yoga pose. Of course, he sees it from a medical perspective. So he hears yoga. He's like, "Oh, well, your muscle is doing this, and your arteries are doing that." And blah, 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 blah. But he can't look at it with the, the depth that you were able to look look at it as. I appreciate that. I appreciate that observation. But I want to hear I want to hear more about these aspirations. I want to hear, like, what's, uh, 
like uh like aspiration uh 136 136 this is oh you will actually enjoy this one uh this aspiration uh gets at the the core of i think what uh what reality is and how we see ourselves in the moments that exist in time this one is i acknowledge that disease and injury do not exist wow yeah dr london you should like that one so so let's so so let's no, do no. Let, let, let's do let's let's do an exercise here i want you to imagine a time you perceived yourself as ill or injured okay. and sit with that for a moment Okay. And then I want you to imagine a time that you were not considered yourself ill or injured. Okay, done. So and, I'm thinking of, as an example, like, you know, on the TikTok video, I did have a, charcuterie, charcuterie, charcuterie board sitting next to me. So I did a bunch of little cheeses and hams and little knives. Um, and so when I fell on kind of straight on that and sort of cheese was and ha- little pieces of ham were flying everywhere. One did get stuck kind of, kind of in my eye socket. Right. And so you can, you, you can, you can feel that moment. You can acknowledge that moment, but it didn't hurt is what you're saying. Right. And you, well, and you can also imagine a moment where you did not feel that and it did not hurt. Yeah. He was saying it does, it didn't happen. It doesn't exist. You're saying when I voluntarily put ham in my eyes in the past. Right. So what I'm saying is that there was a moment for you where that disease existed. There was a moment where you existed with that disease. But there was also a moment where it did not exist. And so you and the disease and the ham have realness, have not realness. You are should both be the most real and the most non-real that you can possibly be they are both moments floating through time you and the ham and the disease are one and thus kind of none to distinguish between disease and not disease is to be not most because you reduce the mostness of one or the other wow so so it's really it's really sounds like it's I mean, it almost sounds a lot like the 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 famous hypothetical of Pandora's box, you know, like Pandora's box, like of the box from the movie Avatar, where you don't know because it's on Pandora, you don't know if the per- the 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 person in the box is alive or dead until you open it. You know, that's not uh, how I've heard it, but I feel like that is speaking something from you. So. Continue, continue, continue to amplify this analogy. Get get the most out of your Pandora's box. Oh wow, I thought the analogy was sort of done, but I guess if I want to get the most out See, of it, I right. would say if it's done, it's not most. Okay, I guess I could talk more about Avatar. Um, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I don't know, but I. I do want to get the most out of this conversation, the most out of this observation. Yeah. So I will say, if I, Oh, sorry. Did you have something you wanted to say about avatar? Just maybe, you know, and I hate to distract from the avatar discussion, but you know, I, I just have a question about your bio that's written on the back of this book. Sure. Sure. Um, one of the big points in the book is that you can make it, uh, regardless of your station, you know, you can be poor, so yes. poor with this book. You can, you know, go to wealth, riches, uh, whatever you want. But, you know, it just says son of a wealthy oil baron. That's, that's how you got your start was you just inherited a vast amount of wealth. It sounds like he made the most out of being a son. He was the most son. Yes. Right. And that was the beginning but it is really just one possible station in life i think i've learned lessons that are universal for example affirmation number 389 says i will not rely 100 percent on additional withdrawals from my trust fund Mm. i will make the most of the interest i have earned on my existing assets wow and you know i think that 
that transcends boundaries. That is valuable no matter who you are. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, it does say about seven aspirations after that. Make the most of your trust fund. Take most of it out. Let it be the most trust fund spending that you can possibly do. So it sounds like you you might have gotten a bit bored of not spending your trust fund money and then about like seven days later change your mind. Is that, which I like, it's sort of like this book evolves with you. It grows. Right, and both and both of those activities, I was being the most in my own way. So on, you know, number 541, whenever you talk about just, uh, well, let me read it here. Uh, oil is really good, guys. Let's not switch any type of energy because oil is really helping me right now. Right, right. And that one is, uh, that one resonates really well with uh, some of the some of the groups that I send this book to. I, I like to know that they are affirming that. It goes along with, I think, number... Uh, the one right after it, um, it says, I will work lots of overtime to create value for my boss and my company's executives. Uh. So yeah, I mean, there's something for everyone in this and uh, in every every ring of the ladder, every step along the way. All right, well, um, you know, I feel like we've kind of reached... No, no, no. I feel like we're sort of needling him a little bit. Not most. We need to get... I, I, need to, I, I think most. we need to elevate this interview to be the most it can be so i want to hear what are your what's your favorite aspirations in this book i mean so there's 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 2021 so if you want to get through this in a year let's say that's about 288 aspirations you're going through in a day is there is there is there maybe a couple of those in that mix that like really stand out to you so the one that i repeat the most that i think is just the most central to who i am as a person it's a bit of a longer one, but it's one that focuses on on encouragement and being yourself. It says, I will be my most self and will not allow others to judge me for it. Nobody will persuade me to be not most. Anyone who tells me to be less, less joyful, less proud, less mean, less selfish, less harmful, they are lying and they are not most. Wow. The haters. Right. Hmm. So I'm trying to let that one sink in. If your listeners took anything away from this talk, I think this is the thing to take the most, that whatever you're doing, do more and become the most. Well, it sounds like a big part of this book is also telling people to not tell you specifically to do anything less. Right. You have to do the most for yourself. Yeah, and a big part of that is specifically not criticizing you or telling you to do less of anything. Absolutely, because I think with me and my company, I think this is just basic cause and effect. People who criticize me, people who ask me to be less, tend to not have a job in the next just week or two. And I like I think those results speak for themselves. Yeah, like these people you keep talking about in the 700s, this evil union that you were successfully able to bust. There's a lot of union busting stuff going on yeah. in here. Yeah, and a lot of parts where you keep saying, like, get off my back and I will hunt you. And it, it at a certain well, like, point. One of them is just that unions are a mafia. And I'm just wondering, uh, yes. like, do you, you just say that in the morning to yourself? Absolutely. And I encourage everyone to do the same, to both say it to themselves in the mirror, to say it to their employees, to say it to their loved ones, and to not only take note of people who push back on this crucial element of mostness, but to tell others so that we can all be most in this way together. Specifically tell me if anyone reacts poorly to this affirmation, because it's really key. It's really, really key. I mean, Doctor, this are, are you seeking the Jock Doc seal of approval? I know you didn't I, ask, no, but I've been kind of handing these out like candy lately. I mean, we got to give him the, the this book, the Jock Doc seal of approval, right, Doctor London? Yes. No, so I feel like this is really not reaching out to. It it seems more like this feels self, 
this feels like a not most affirmation that's about to be coming from you. I feel like you would be the most you could be by approving these things that affirm the most. You want to be the most doctor. You want this podcast to have its most year. Let's be so, most here. Yeah, I so mean, our, our ideology as a podcast lines up perfectly with this book. We want the most. We well, want so, the most things that we're sponsoring. We want the most items that are sponsored by us, I should say. Like, granted, Cameron, I see that you've really taken on to this, this theme, but Scott, so the issue that I have is that this book primarily seems like it's a self-help book, but it seems primarily directed towards you and just for you to repeat to yourself and not really applicable to other people. Yeah. A few of these I, I know are like reminders because some of them are like, like pick up your mom at the airport on Thursday and things like that. And so I do have to wonder if maybe you were sort of padding it out to try to get to 2021. You see, I got these comments from my editor. And you know what I told him? I told him not most. Not most. Wow. And eventually, it filled up his inbox and he stopped emailing me. Wow. And so you made the most out of that situation. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you... Did you fire your editor? Is that what happened? No, I don't. I don't have to fire him. I just, you know, I did. There were people on my team that I did uh, give a CC to with the subject, not most. And he was gone the next day. But, you know, like, that's just, that's how, that's the universe rewarding mostness and punishing not mostness. Wow. Huh. I mean, Dr. London, aren't you feeling like motivated by this? Aren't you feeling a little more confident and secure in yourself? And, and don't you feel like you want to just grab life by the most? Yes. I, you know, not, not so much. I, I feel like I'm just reading a, a I want to say diary, but that's, it's not like, you know, it's, it's not as long form as a diary. It just seems like bullet reminders, like you said. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff like get milk is on here. You, just well, I am confident that as your readers pick up my book, that they will desire the the most out of life, and that they will let you know. And when people who have devoted themselves to the Pinchuk way want the most from someone, they often get it. Or You'll come around. Else, it sounds like. So anyway, we, you know, I I hate to wrap this part up, but we have, um, you know, not unlike your tasks on in your book, we we have chores to do. Oh, absolutely. Oh right. <sighs> yeah. I guess. I mean, do we even need to explain this anymore? I, I no, I we should I for should. any new any new listener. Look, we just let a lot of chores pile up undone unchored and so we've made this chore wheel that we spin every week just to try to knock one of these things on our to-do list off and so uh dr london actually actually scott do you want to give our chore wheel a little bit of a spin oh absolutely let me see you just gotta reach that lever right up All there. Right. You're, well, you're uh, six, usually I know usually someone you need a ladder for this, but I, I you, it looks like you can just reach it. All right, and I I, I trust the results will be the most because I'm gonna spin it the most. Yeah, just give it the most. Yeah. Oh no, not this one. Oh boy, I knew this one was gonna come up eventually. It had to, but I. Just... Now this is a good chance to practice these attitudes you're feeling towards this chore. Push them away. Not most. Not most. Not most. Not most. All right. All right. Let's, let's make All right. the most. Pick up mom from the airport. Let's make Thursday. this the most the chore. The most chore. The okay. most chore. <clears throat> okay. So essentially what happened is we got wasted the other night and we sponsored a soccer team. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, here's the thing. We spent a lot of money on sponsoring this soccer team, and now we have sort of complete control over the team's name, the team's mascot, even where the team is located. We and have too much control. We have too really. much control, mm. and the contract we locked ourselves into is a 60-year contract. 
And it's not something that we can really get out of. So they've been kind of knocking on our door lately, kind of being like, hey, like we got to figure out, do we still have jobs? And all these kind of things mm-hmm. that I don't really, these questions I don't really have an answer to. But I figure at the, the very least, what we can do is figure out a team name, a mascot, and a location for this soccer team that we sponsor. At least get that off the list. And then we'll figure out things like payroll, whether or not people still have jobs, things like that. That's we. That's down the line. Okay. All right. I so, think I mean, this Scott, is a Scott good opportunity could, to encourage this team and to be the most. When we pick names, when we pick mottos, everything we pick can be part of this process. Yeah, Scott. And Scott, will you help us out with this? Because I do want this team to be the most. Absolutely. The most team We're, that could exist. Absolutely. So, I mean, first things first, soccer is the one where you kick the ball, right? Yes. It, mm, is that the... Are you sure? Yes. No, you asked as a question. Um, no, I think it's the one with the backpack. With the back? Yeah, they have a backpack. They have the... And there's a there's a radio thing, that, and you have to wind it up. You have to do the, the... Do the crank on it to make a call, I think. Isn't that a sport? I think this is beside the point. I think we're thinking too small about this. It doesn't matter oh. what they what they do with the ball. It doesn't matter what gear they play. We know this is a sport. We know they're trying to win. So let's just pick names that encourage the most, that encourage winning. I like we, that attitude. It doesn't even really matter what the sport is. But it sound, does sound like a crank is involved. So let's just keep that in mind. So, um... Usually the names are based on the location, right? Like Okay, yeah, that's probably true. So we should probably pick a location first. So we can only we I mean, we can't really afford to locate the team to a big city. What about a big country? Cuz like, I'm right. thinking how big of a country? Well, which so country strikes you as the most? You've already been building up your rapport with Brazil. So I'm oh, thinking, yeah. let's just base this team in Brazil. And from what I understand, they, they're all into cranking and soccer, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't think they have a soccer team right now either. Yeah, it seems like something they're lacking in. Yeah, and it, I feel like there's, a, there's a definitely a deficit, a sports deficit going on in Brazil that we can sort of fill that void as a great open market. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so, so Brazil... So it's a Brazilian soccer team now. So let's pick a name. Okay, and it's something with. Cranking. I think the name. I think the name should encourage the the largest aspect of the sport. So we know the sport involves a ball. When you think of a ball, think of a ball, but more. Where do you go when you think ball and more? Uh, it gets okay. larger. Well, I think the most ball that can be would be the sun right the sun the sun is okay. a very most ball is there and is there about, a ball more 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 ball than the sun okay so we're thinking it's a maybe like a sun crank the brazil okay. sun cranks well let's think of let's think of cranking how do you how do you crank put most what does the most cranks uh, because when I think of a small crank, we don't want a small crank. We don't want it to think like a car window that you're rolling down. That's not a most crank. Yeah. We need to yeah, think well, more like a catapult crank. I like this. I okay. like this direction. So it's sun catapult cranks. I, I'm, already, I'm definitely picturing the logo, which is that we're catapulting the sun into mm-hmm. the other team. But I don't. I don't think the sun catapults. I feel like that's a little too on the nose. Maybe we need to. Oh, I think I have it. Okay. The Brazil blazing catapult cranks. Oh, you want the crank? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want the the focus to be on the crank specifically, part of the catapult. That's. Am I missing something? That that's what soccer is, right? It's cranking. It's yeah. and also we shouldn't we shouldn't remove from the name. That name is more. There's more words. There's more images. There's more. That's. It's very most. I like this direction. Okay. Blazing catapult cranks and 
just as far as I remember from the game, it's that they crank the backpack and then they call in to say like, you know, pass here. What I, I don't remember all of it, but I yeah. think that's how it goes. I think they text. It's these, it's the Gen Z and they're texting mm-hmm. and all they're always Brazilians. texting. They're always texting on their phones. And so they're not even looking around. They're not even looking at the sun anymore. Like kids used to, because they're always texting on their phones. Maybe that's okay. the mascot. Okay. Just like I, a Gen Z kid who's texting on his phone, does that does that relate yeah. to people? Yes. So yeah, I'm. What if that's the mascot? It doesn't really have anything to do with the name. Well, maybe not just maybe not just one teenager. Can we work them into the vibe that we're going? Teenagers, phones, catapults, sons. Can an army of teenagers? Oh. To an army of teenagers laying siege to another solar system by launching the sun. That's that's simpler. Okay. Yeah, so I, so the mascot is really less like a, one specific thing, and it's more like a scenario. Yes, it sounds like. Yes. So the mascot is this scenario of a horde of teenagers, thousands of teenagers, who are sort of simultaneously cranking these catapults to launch the sun into other solar systems, other planets, which sort of is the opposing teams. Well, you know, I hate to say it, but when you got it, you got it. I, that I've, that is definitely the most mascot. Absolutely. That All right. A mascot could be. I cannot wait to see how our very own soccer team the blazing catapult cranks yep. do with their new mascot in Brazil, which is a, a scenario of a giant horde of teenagers cranking a catapult launch of a sun into the enemy solar systems. Yep. Well, I think we did it. Um. All right. So now it's time to get the bungee cords to uh, try to rapidly decompose the chore wheel. So let's just strap these up. And. Um, and. Wow, decomposition. We try to be earth friendly here. It's inspiring. We try to go green. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Uh, all right. I'd like to thank our guest, um, Mr. Scott Pinchuk. Um, well, Scott, you know, can, Scott, can you give us just one more aspiration to close us out on? Absolutely. Um, this final affirmation is also a uh, a favorite of mine. It says, My universe is safe, encouraging, and lucrative for me. I am safe because I am so most. I cannot be reduced to not most. And it is lucrative because I will do whatever it takes to make the most money. Wow. Inspiring words. I know. Thank you. Thank you inspiring philosophy to live by absolutely it's, it's changed my life i'm just gonna go ahead and slap that jock doc seal of approval right on it dj dylan play that sound thank you i've already informed my editor to begin printing them okay your is is your editor still employed uh no not not that editor the new editor the most editor all right, so uh, I feel like we're you know we're about ready. That so your your book is most that's twenty or two thousand twenty one affirmations for your most year ever, and that's coming out. Is that to bookstores or is that just online? Like how does that work? Uh, yes, it should be in every major bookstore, and then it is on most e readers. Uh, and if you uh, so if you are a uh, a premium Pinchuk Way subscriber. You can get it in live audio form. And that is in which I will actually call you every day and read a set of affirmations to you. Wow. Huh. That's a pretty awesome, I mean, the pretty awesome deal. How much does that cost? Uh, so that is for uh, the people who have bought the full coaching package, which costs uh, $750 a month. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's, I, think, I think it is an incredible deal because really you're investing into your life and your soul and that's the best possible thing you can invest in and do you take paypal because we can just set uh, this up right now i mean no, Dr. Lennon, I don't can I get your paypal 
Mm, let's. So let's wait. Yeah, so on if you it. just go to, uh, I'll, I've, uh, I'm going to send you a private message. This is the link here. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just going to put that in. 750. I'll give you like maybe another 200 just for yourself. Buy yourself something nice. Oh well, thank you. That's very. That's very most of you. All right. All right. Um. All right. So that was that was our guest. Uh, thank you to our producer Cameron. Thank you to Digital in the House. Digital in the house. It's Gen Z, and they're texting. And they're always texting. They're always texting on their phones. And so they're not even looking around. They're not even looking at the sun anymore like kids used to. Because they're always texting on their phones. I will be my most self and will not allow others to judge me for it. Nobody will persuade me to be not most. Anyone who tells me to be less, less joyful, less proud, less mean, less selfish, less harmful. They are lying, and they are not most. Uh, my name is Dr. Lennon Smith, Dr. Crumb, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. You stumble into the blinding light, beanbag chair in hand as you groggily rub at your eyes. We're closed, the store manager says as you walk in and you tiredly wave them off as you walk towards the electronic section. You get to the display of dozens of giant TVs and drop your beanbag chair in front. You hear footsteps behind you, and you turn your head slightly, trying to give the impression of a listening ear, when really, your attention is all on the TV. He says something about already closed and call the police, but he just doesn't understand that when your TV breaks in the middle of the night, You must seek refuge wherever you can find it. So, you patiently wait out his tired speech as the colored lights appear outside, resting in the confident knowledge that you are the victim here. And also, how dare he? Speaking of seeking out entertainment, don't forget to leave a five-star review of the Jock Doc podcast in which you share about the stores that you have entered after operating hours when your entertainment devices malfunctioned. And consider joining our Patreon, where we have new episodes that ditch the medical lessons to give you a hefty dose of improvised comedy. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Doc podcast with a friend or foe. You can send them a link to your favorite episode, or just send them our handy website, jockdocpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. We are at Jock Doc Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.